0: Welcome to the Miss Manual Podcast, home to viewing a perspective in the automotive, motorsport, and blue collar industries. Every dollar that's spent with Miss Manual, every review that's left on Stitcher or iTunes helps Miss Manual grow where the world will know a female perspective from Miss Manual. The goal in 2019 is 1 million listeners for the Miss Manual Podcast, and just know that is a group effort. That can't happen without loyal listeners like yourself. So keep sharing the podcast, not only with yourself, but share it with somebody you feel like can change or enhance their perspective on a female's perspective in the automotive motorsport or blue collar industries. And so keep supporting, appreciate you, and enjoy the show.
1: I am a professional model. I used to work for Nissan as an umbrella girl uh, for their Pirelli World Challenge team which is how I found racing, and I decided, uh, hey, I don't want to hold an umbrella for race car drivers. I want to be a race car driver. So <laughs> went out, bought a 350Z because I loved Nissans, obviously, built it into a uh, purpose-built race car, and now we're out here racing it. So that's my story.
0: Sensational. And uh, and so to kind of take, take me through uh, when you – when you were modeling for Nissan, because I, I, I've heard it several times as far as, you know, some interviews you've done online. Uh, but what what initiated, what was your mindset when, you know, you got into the car of a 370Z and you are like, like what made you go that extra step to be like, hey, I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go ahead and get me a Z myself and kind of start that process being that, you know, your are first generation. Like, could you kind of take us through that mindset as far as like how that like transpired, if you remember?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it really just started out as I had an overall interest in cars, but I actually owned a truck that was lifted that I used to take like off-roading and do silly things with, (laughs) but never really had any mechanical inclination and certainly had no motorsports background. Uh, But I saw what the 370Z platform was capable of while watching Nissan race it, and I was like, I want to be a part of that. So... I wanted to buy a 370Z. Uh, I couldn't afford one, so I had to settle for a used 350Z. So that's what I went with uh, because it was within my price range. And I figured it doesn't matter. I'm going to turn it into a race car anyway. So <laughs> that's kind of how that how that happened for me. Uh, really what, what sold me on it is Nissan actually put me in the car with one of the drivers at an event once because yeah. they wanted to put a bunch of rope gopro's on me and scare me i think was their goal you know they wanted to show the model getting scared from the the speed yeah, the kind t-shirt. of thing and when they pulled up to pit lane i was giggling and they were like what do you think and i was like he's all right but can i drive it
0: they're like what <laughs> and, uh,
1: <laughs> and they kind of just scoffed at me like what is this girl talking about and the driver actually took me seriously he was like hey do you really want to drive race cars like if that's something you're interested in this is how you get started And he kind of told me about it and i was like oh i'm gonna do this so i literally like saved up everything i could i sold the car that i had at the time and i bought the z so
0: that's so awesome that literally sound like i literally just had a movie in my head as far as like how that transpired because like that story especially along with like miss Manuel, like the goal is to like bring that to surface because so many people are it's so it's, it seems so like of a rare thing, but there's a lot more enthusiasts as time goes on, but just, there's nobody necessarily doing that great of a job to like document it. But that, that just seems so, I just breaking against what most people expect and that right there, I can already see it. And it's already, it already has encouraged so many, you know, young females to kind of you know take initiative and to be like hey like if she can do it why can't I do it and kind of you know I don't necessarily have to just do one thing as far as you know what was you know said I say 20 years ago 50 years ago as far as what the roles were for a male or female and so that's pretty rad I I I get goosebumps every time I hear that it's from you again to hear from you now and as well as you know hearing it from you know YouTube videos I've seen online etc yeah
1: it's it's really cool to know that you know we live in a society that allows us if we're brave enough to pursue whatever we want to pursue and you know we're very fortunate to live in a time where we can and to live in a country where we can um so it's really just one of those things where like I I was very fortunate to have a mom who supported anything I mean Pardon my French, but I could have been like, "Mom, pole dancing is what I want to do with my life," and she right. would have been like, "That's cool. Let me buy you your first pole." <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was very fortunate that was that I was passionate about. So she always was the person behind me saying that, you know just believe in yourself always believe has always been kind of her saying I even have it tattooed on my arm like I'm not one of those sentimental tattoo peoples but I will for my mom (laughs) so that's on there um but yeah it's she's always just really been super supportive of saying you can be whatever you want to be my father is kind of your typical very successful business mate um And he hasn't been supportive of the racing. He kind of pretends like it doesn't exist. (laughs) Really? (laughs) He doesn't really outwardly say, like, I'm not happy with what you're doing. But he also, you know, I've invited him to races and stuff like that. And he's never really been into supporting it. So that's kind of a bummer. But my mom makes up for it tenfold. Because if she could, she would go broke supporting my dreams. And I've had to actually prevent her from doing that. Say, like, no, mom, you have to let me do this on my own um because i know that she's so passionate about what her kids are passionate about that you know it could become a problem for her so i'm like someday i'm going <laughs> to take care of you mom
0: <laughs> that's awesome it's nothing like a mother's love i i definitely
1: no.
0: i definitely can uh, resonate with that like it's just you're it's just it's something about being a parent or just seeing like a, a mini a mini version of or the potential of what you weren't wear times 10 or like seeing like where it could go or regardless of what direction. And it's awesome to know that, you know, she's so supportive, like for her not to be, you know, heavy in, in the automotive industry and, you know, still be supportive. Like that's, that's essentially what, you know, that, that I feel like that, regardless if it's the automotive industry or not, like that right there is it takes a lot of, it takes a unique individual. And I definitely feel like there needs to be like more of the, more of the the cliche the cliche more than anything because it's it's kind of hard not to like well you should do this because I did it like it's it's a lot of that going on yeah. in and out of, of many different industries and for her to go ahead and be uh flexible I don't know how to necessarily call it or adapt to be like you know what Sven if you want to do this go ahead and do it and like just be all for it and just be excited for the growth of I don't know the the mini version of you like that's super awesome to just yeah. kind of hear that.
1: Yeah, and actually, she she's so supportive that one day when she was at a track day with me, she was like, if I wanted to go to a track day and like buy a car to do this, what kind of car would I buy? And I was like, what?
0: That's her? What?
1: <laughs> if I was going to buy a car to go do some track days, what kind of car could I buy? And I was like, well, I don't know. So I showed her a couple options. She immediately fell in love with the way Subaru BRZs looked. <laughs> So she went out and bought one, and I'm not joking. She has probably done 60 to 70 track days in the car. <laughs> like, That's insane. She is super hardcore. She doesn't really have the competitive bug. She doesn't want to be compared to other people, so she just likes to grow at her own pace. Uh-huh. But, she, I mean, she lap. She has a lap timer, and like, she'll text me when she's at a track day and be like, I'm not getting faster. I don't know what's happening. And she'll send me video and then I'll watch it and I'll, I'll give her some pointers. She'll go back out and she'll try it and she'll say it didn't work or it worked great. And it's really, Whoa. it's really cool to see. I mean, she's 57 years old and she trailers the car to the track by herself. She, you know, sets her tire pressures and torques her wheels. And it's actually like, it literally almost brings me to tears talking about it because it's so respectable to see somebody that at that age found something there passionate about and was like i'm gonna pursue it by myself like you know she had me to kind of foster yeah the passion but she lives in texas and i live in maryland so i'm not there at every track day with her and she's still she's out there doing it it's really it's so that's
0: exhilarating like oh my goodness just from a oh man like just to have like for it to stem from like it stemmed from you as far as like the curiosity and then you know the have the the whatever you want to call it, the the bravery, the excitement at her age to you know to have the humility to you to to you know adapt something that originally came from her her child like that, and then to kind of be like, hey, like it's not like uh like she's doing it started with her wanting to like okay, I want to I want to become so close with my with my daughter, but it, it came bigger than that, and to know like just to have yeah. like oh my god, that's like exhilarating if you just think about my-
1: yeah. her own passion now like she's she loves it every year her thing is she likes to go to a new racetrack like to travel like this year vir was on her list so in march we went to vir together and it's just really cool she's so excited about it and even though like she doesn't want to be competitive she wants to grow like one day she wants to be able to be a good enough driver to have a corvette that's her goal
0: (laughs) Oh man! She's
1: like, I want to be too fast for my BRZ first, though. So she won't buy the Corvette until she feels like she's too fast for her car. So it's really cool to see.
0: Have you have you ever had that moment? Like for me, like I don't know if you can relate or not, but have you? Did you ever have that moment where, at, at some point, I feel like we all think our parents, you know, we we get our we get our information. Whoever raises us. In in our parents, mom and dad, or whoever it may be, we feel like they have either like have all the answers, or there's there's no like eclipse past that point. But was that for the for her to kind of adapt, you know, a love for you know the automotive industry, being on the track, and for 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 you to like basically pass something on to her? Did you was that like a like a like a wild wow moment in the in the sense just because like what I'm what I'm accustomed to to kind of like bring it full circle is like. Um for my mom or or my dad, like what they said was like you know that was that was pinnacle or what they did was pinnacle, but to kind of like make something of your own and then like share it and then see see your parents kind of you know respect it or have even joy in it was that was that like a oh weird was that like a i don't know not necessarily weird but like well like whoa, this is different because like we followed in their footsteps for so long, like did you ever have that type of moment with the transition as far as, you know, you know, with your mom in a sense, if that makes sense.
1: Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty organic for us because we, before cars, we shared horses. Um, I used to compete horses internationally. That was my childhood passion and uh, my, you know, where I got my athletic background um, and that came from her. That was something she used to compete horses too when I was growing up. And then her horse got a little too old. So she kind of took a step away from it. But, you know, he was the first horse I ever rode. And then for me, it snowballed into me wanting to compete internationally and all of that. So we had that bond together from that side of things. And then kind of around the time when I started to pursue racing was the same time when I couldn't afford to compete horses anymore at the level that I had been because my dad had been supporting it when I was a, when I was a junior. And then obviously when I was 18, he was like, Hey, I'm not spending this kind of money on horses anymore. So that kind of, for me was like, Oh man, I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I transitioned into racing around that same, you know, maybe there was a year in between or so. Uh, and I still work with horses. I, that's still what I do for a day job actually. But I couldn't afford to own my own horse and go, you know, gallivanting around the world competing it. <laughs> so it was kind of a natural transition, I guess. You know, I, I kind of took a step away from the horses, which is something my mom and I had always shared. And when I stepped into racing, she kind of showed the interest in, you know, being, being a little bit under my wing there. And it's really, it's cool because, like you said, the roles reversed, right? Like yeah. I used to look up to my mom to teach me how to ride horses. And now I'm the one that sits right seat with my mom on the racetrack and coaches her. So it's it's a pretty cool circle. I think it might hit her sentimentally more than it hit me, maybe. But I definitely see what you're saying about, like, it's almost like when you know, a lot of boys grow up playing chess with their dad. And, and even I did, I grew up playing chess with my dad. And then you finally beat him for the first time. And you're like, Whoa. Right. <laughs> you're like,
0: Whoa, is this supposed to happen? Like, I think I beat the game. Like, do I buy another yeah. one? Like what? Most <laughs> <laughs> was definitely. Um, so, so with, with your following, uh, I've been following you for about a year, uh, about, about a year or two years. And Miss Manuel has been born for about a year, um, we just actually we hit a year. It was April thirteenth is uh, the was when Miss Manual was started last year, and so one of the one of the things that we try that 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 we strive to do is with the, some of the ladies that work with. Shout out to Gabby, she was supposed to jump on, aka G Babs. She told me to tell you to say hi, by the way, because uh, she's a big fan hi, of yeah. yours. <laughs> I've been trying to trying to get you guys set up because I saw you made your Twitch account, and she's like. She she's big in the game and and she saw that you game and you've been posting clips. She's like, Yo, we got a game. We gotta legit have like a Oh for sure. Miss Manual Legend Night, as where well as where you ladies just straight up, you know, go ahead and twitch you, Maddie. It's just it's a bunch of you, you got a game, it's just that, that do some of the similar things to kind of have you guys collaborate. But anywho, um a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people, let alone I should, for this topic in the automotive industry they don't necessarily this this power of influence with their social media following. social media is so new um and so my question for you like do you do you do you uh realize the kind of impact that you have or or has it like hit you do you like uh do you see a big impact that you make in the industry with your social following like do you receive a do you, does that like really hit you if that makes sense as far as uh, how you influence the industry, automotive, motorsport, uh, or even just being a female in the industry?
1: Yeah, I definitely see an influence. And my, you know, everybody on social media wants to paint a perfect picture. I mean, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. Especially, you know, the further up you get in influencer level or popularity, it becomes really difficult to be negative online at all because it's viewed very poorly, you know, for potential sponsors, investors, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you you don't see Ken Block out there posting about an argument with his wife or anything like that, right? I mean, so there's a certain level where I've tried to maintain really being honest, as honest as I can be. Now, that doesn't, you know, I'm not going to post something on Instagram when I'm having a moody day and, you know, just not having a good day or something and ask the world to feel sorry for me. But I've tried to be really open about the struggles we've had in developing the race car and things that I think are more applicable to struggles that potentially my followers may encounter in their lifetime or already have encountered, like, you know, the teething process of building a race car. There's a lot of developmental issues when you're somebody that's building a car in your own garage, trying to make it go faster than it was ever meant to go. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I try to be really open about and honest about. And I think that that's gained me a fair amount of respect from my followers and from other people. Just because they see that I'm not out there constantly painting this perfect picture of sunshine and rainbows at the racetrack. Like, sometimes we don't finish first. (laughs) Like, that happens. (laughs) Um, But I've also really tried to start changing the way that I show how I how much I work on the cars because there was a period of time where a lot of people thought that you know someone else built this girl a race car and she just shows up and drives it and you know this kind of entitlement thing that people thought was going on that really couldn't be further from the truth because it's just me and my boyfriend and teammate Kevin. We have six cars and it's just the two of us so there's plenty of work <laughs> to go between <laughs> two people with six race cars and uh you know we're involved in everything i help him on his car he helps me on my car and you know we, we've created our our brand apex garage together through that and uh we've what i've really started to notice is that the more that i've posted especially videos working with cars and just the more i've shown how much effort we put into the cars people are like oh You know, maybe she's not just doing it for attention. Maybe she's not just posing for a picture with her car. Yes. And, you know, we we do this stuff. It's reality. And what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, as an influencer, you know, my sponsorship, all that kind of stuff comes from my value as a influencer, which is based on my following, my interaction, my reach, my impressions, all that stuff that comes through the social media world as well as my exposure from events, magazines, that kind of stuff. Uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that online, I don't don't quote me on this number, but it's something to this effect, that posts with faces in them get 60% more interaction. So a lot of other girls I'm sure you've talked to will corroborate this. Oh, 100%. It's extremely frustrating to be a girl that has to go, you know, make sure you fix your hair and, you know, you're dressed appropriately and you have to take a picture with a car today because like that's what you need to post for your followers in order for your page to do as well as it should Mm -hmm. and it's kind of this weird thing right where like yeah i was a model before but like it's actually really a pain in the butt to to have to like get up every day and say like I have to put myself in these pictures like it's it's a whole extra step right yeah because social
0: media has definitely become a an occupation it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's It
1: is, it is absolutely and I don't you know I by no means mean to complain about it because I am realistic in knowing that I would not be as successful as I am without social media because that has been my biggest selling point to get the support from sponsors that I have gotten So I'm very grateful for social media and I'm very, you know, I'm willing to put in more work than anybody else that we race with to continue to see my social media following grow and to continue to see my sponsors get a return for their investment in my program. But it's definitely a lot more work than a lot of people think. um, As far as that side of stuff goes, just really the amount of thought and everything that goes into it. And for me, I've always been really, focused on trying to create organic content you know my followers are here for cars they're not here for you know tummy tea and detox (laughs) stuff yeah so while a company like that may reach out to me for you know an ambassadorship or something like that you know I've turned them down weekly because it just doesn't make sense I'm not trying to sell you have a niche following. You talk stuff to my 93% male following that's here for cars. Yep. <laughs> like it just doesn't work, right? Exactly. So I try to keep my content really organic and really focused on what we do every day, which pretty much every day we're doing something race car related. So fortunately for me, it's easy to create the content because that's what my life revolves around.
0: Exactly. And I, I'm glad you said that. And again, this is why I, I wanted to have you on because essentially what Miss Manuel tries to promote and what we, we say, one of the, one of the things that we recently come to realization is that we try not to, we don't prior, we try not to prioritize following, but more so progression because what's, what Instagram, I just use Instagram, Instagram was built on, I should say for, for females at one point, it wasn't, you didn't have to, there weren't, there weren't no, there weren't any niches, I say years and years ago it was kinda like more so of a vague following like, oh, this person does this, they do that, and kinda every everything's kind of become isolated. You have fitness, we have automotive, et cetera. Yeah. And and if you were you you showing your process is what really gets me amped up and you were saying exactly what you're saying because essentially what this is built off of and what it's become is that's essentially what we want to encourage people to do like miss man doesn't represent perfection but it represents authenticity because we all yep. do it to an extent where we 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 make a perception off of a photo we see or 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 somebody even when you're in public you might see something someone and you make a small perception uh, regardless if that's good or bad. And so s- social media being founded for females, where it was just down predominantly where females will model and do what they did strictly from that aspect to yeah. kind of reshape that perspective. Again, it's all about viewing a female perspective. We, we were trying to fill that, 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 uh, that void of, you know, yes, we have females that model, but people want to know who you are, what you do or how you do it, or if you're really doing it, because we have so many people that are growing up with social media or they only know yeah. how they, Oh, Savannah, she only does it. Like I saw it on one of your posts right before you got on the call, like somebody, uh, somebody said something, you, uh, you, you said a line uh, from, a, I, don't, I don't know if that was a song or not, but you said a line and someone's like, I'm sick and tired of seeing uh, you. uh, I don't know, basically saying you were a handed, which you, what you've gotten. And I was just like, you, like, let me get this straight. You just follow her to basically write the script of her life as far as which you think it is. And it's sad to to think people take the time of day to do that. But nonetheless, that's not necessarily important. But there's a lot of people that either A, think you're perfect. B, think it's like you said, always sunshine and rainbows. But at the end of the day, we're all the same and we're all going through similar or the same journey. But to have context. On okay, Savannah's gone through some trials and tribulations of what I'm going through, then it gives me a brush of fresh air that I don't have to get it right the first time or I don't have to have this perfect scenario, quote unquote. And oh, yeah, that's, that's what we want to essentially fight against not even it's not even fight, but kind of like okay, cool, perfect photos, fine. However, what to how, what, what what do you have to do to get to that point? And what you did yeah. was just like a brush of fresh air, and essentially what we want to encourage a lot of females to do that are either an in automobile industry or they're they're uh, they're i say on the track and they want a model we want them to kind of share the substance of you know going from you know both sides or well, like what goes into it because a lot of people literally just don't have context and they either think that this is it's unobtainable or i don't know like you said people think you you got where you got Where it was handed to you, or you had all the support, so on and so forth. So, yeah, saying that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. It's definitely, it's you know, the blessing and the curse of the social media following is that you know you have a lot of great support, but you also have a lot of people that are misinformed and they're jealous, and you know, a lot of a lot of trolling and a lot of bullying and negativity stems from unhappiness in their own life or unfulfillment somewhere in their own life where they, you know, look at what you have and they think you don't deserve it. Um, And that's, that's an easy assumption to make. And, you know, I think we've all been guilty of it at some point in our lives, looking at somebody else and going like, "Eh, I'm not happy with what they have, or they don't deserve what they have. Everybody, everybody's done it, but to take it so far as to actually bring it out to somebody and, you know, to try to drag somebody else down for that is, you know, another level of petty that I'll never achieve. But uh, it definitely, you know, a lot of people do think that they think that they look at what I have based off what they see on my profile. And they think that I'm, you know, some extremely wealthy trust fund baby that got handed a race car and all the other things that I've worked all these years for. And You can't please them all and you can't prove them you're all all of them that that they're wrong you know it's just one of those things you kind of just have to learn to accept and it gets easier as the time goes on earlier on in my career it used to really affect me anytime someone thought anything bad about me because i used to just think you don't know me like why why do you not like me how can you hate me or how can you make these judgments when you don't know me Mm -hmm. and that is always i mean i think that bothers everybody yeah, but I, especially people that are, you know, more in the public eye that they're seeing this constant, you know, trolling and bullying and all that stuff. And it's gotten, like I said, it's gotten a lot easier as the time has gone on because I just started to realize that you can't, you know, I could literally show every single part of the process that I do to get to where I am and post my bank statements online and people would still be like, oh, you know, daddy's money.
0: What? 100%. <laughs> Yeah, the goal isn't to, I'll tell everybody, like, the goal isn't to, you know, it's not even to make, prove somebody wrong. Like, at the end of the day, like, what do you get about proving somebody wrong that was once, that was misinformed? It's all about finding people that are, that are already resonating or that are, that are willing. And so if you can get that million people behind you versus a million people that love what you do, and long as you feel like you have good intentions and as long as you're not, I don't know, doing anything that hurts anybody and you feel like you have you're doing something great for for a good cause and you're living your life and if you got a million people behind you and the world doesn't rest of the world doesn't like you like that's not what it that's that's not what that's not what it's about at the end of the day no you'll go insane if you literally try to go and please every single person oh
1: yeah no, you would definitely. You can't you can't survive on social media under the impression that everyone will like you and that you can make everyone see how hard you work for what you've got. It just will absolutely drive you crazy. 100%. I'm
0: lo- I'm loving everything I'm here right. Now. I'm so glad I got you on here. It's uh it's a breath of fresh air honestly cuz this is I feel like you you honestly represent as far as what what Miss Manuel this, this represents as far as what we're, we're trying to encourage a lot of females and even rewrite how males think of women in the automotive and motorsport industry. Like I want, we want it to be, I, I always say out of the at 80 plus episodes, almost a hundred episodes is Um, it's not, we don't want people to, what was going to say? Like, it's not about like, Oh, no, there we go. I almost lost train of thought. It's, we want it to be normal. But in order for this to be normal, we have to make it a big deal in terms of like broadcasting and giving females a platform like this where thousands and thousands of people listen in every single month, so on and so forth as yeah. you grow and grow, where I say five years from now, or even now, you walk to a shop and you need to get your oil to change and you're not batting an eye because the the staff is, I say three guys, three gals, or it's all females uh, as far as everybody in there, a loop tech, match tech, whatever it may be. But a lot of people are still in that phase because I always like to say, we're, we're not even 50 years from where, you know, where the roles, let say you and I were together, where you you're strictly were the nurturer. You you took care of the kids and I was, I weren't going out to work. And
1: yeah.
0: now females and a lot of females are realizing, you know, the power that they have. And, you know, let's say they live in the United States, let alone having social media and the, the options that they have to do. Like, if you want to be, I say the cliche wife you can go ahead and do that however if you have a desire to do racing or you want to do both you have the ability to do that and i like to say it's like you yeah. have like the infinity stones in a sense
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah
0: but lastly um i can talk and i'm keep looking at the clock and i'm like okay all right we're we're almost at that time um what 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 motivates and uh what what drives Savannah that say to keep to, to keep going in your day to day? Like what's what's something that motivates you uh in your day to day? Like is there any particular goals you're shooting for in twenty nineteen to, you know, maybe just personal things that you you like sh- that like helps push you to go go from one day to another to, you know, keep stacking up goals to accomplish and, and kick down?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um you know, my my initial goal way back when I was a model for Nissan and I sat in that car for the first time was that, you know, I didn't want to be the girl that held umbrellas for race car drivers anymore. I wanted to be the person who had an umbrella girl. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I I'm still working toward that goal. Um you know, I've been pretty successful and I've worked my butt off in amateur motorsports and I have my eye set on professional sports car racing and I still have that that laser focus on that I have since day 1. Uh we tried here to been tried to get into Pirelli World this year. Uh unfortunately, we just didn't have the support we needed. It's extremely expensive to make the jump from Grassroots motorsports to professional sports car racing,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, while we, we tried, we hustled as much as we possibly could. And, you know, we made as many connections as we could. It just wasn't wasn't in the cars this year, but that's not stopping me. So, I am one hundred percent dedicated and committed to seeing it happen in twenty twenty now. And I'm you know every week I send out probably ten to fifteen sponsorship proposals to companies that I've never even. Talk to in my entire life and you know just keep plugging away I'm looking to test a car this summer to uh, get some some exposure and to put together a video package to show what we can offer and see if we can produce the lap times to be competitive in professional sports car racing so that we know we're heading in the right direction and uh, yeah that really just keeps me going you know I I keep plugging away at these little things and some days it looks pretty unrealistic when I sit down and I write out a budget for moving into pro racing and I I go you're absolutely crazy if you think you'll ever be able to spend that much money on racing but I just put the doubts in the back of my keep plugging away it's kind of like one of those fake it till you make it things yeah you don't (laughs) worry about like
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: you just keep trying and you say like you know well, if I never get there, then no one can ever say that I didn't try. So that's kind of what keeps me going right now. And I just keep trying to make myself a better driver, uh, keep working on what I have available to me, you know, the resources that I've created for myself and that other people have afforded me. Uh, so I really just keep trying to use those as much as I can, as well as create new opportunities for myself. I'm actually about to move to Atlanta in a week. Um, <laughs> Which is a big move. (laughs) And uh, I'm moving there for a job that I think is going to be a much better place for me to be at 24 years old and trying to be a professional race car driver. So, you know, just a big move for for my life, but in the right direction for my career. So I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah, we just keep plugging away, man.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. And just to go on the detail and just I, I, I admire the hustle. And that's, again, that's what, that's, that's what I'm just as a person of uh, Miss Manuel and everything aside, just writing your own destiny because I've personally, I've done to get to the point where I've gotten as far as what I've done in my, my career and marketing career and just everything that I've done, it, it, it came from me writing my own script and so many people in life, they, they just, you know, a lot of people play the, you know, the victim card and, there's a, I feel like yeah. there's a difference between dwelling and, you know, maybe, share, again, this is what I'm saying. Like I feel like there's a difference between sharing your process versus dwelling, you dwelling and saying like, why me versus like, this is what I'm going through. However, this is what I'm going to do to attempt to get out of this situation. It's two completely yeah. different things. And what you just said is like, you're writing your script. Like it's not like for certain you're like tomorrow I might have a day where I'm like, I don't know, Sean, uh, like, I, I, I try, I'm I going to do something really crazy, but I'm going to see how it pans out. But you're doing it. It's not like, oh, it's going to yeah. work. Like you've said it in your head, but you don't know what's going to happen. If it doesn't, you're oh, going yeah. to. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Um, and then lastly, um, for those for those that are listening, the thousands of people that tune in every single month. Um, Let's say you're talking to maybe a younger S- Savannah, Savannah Little or. All right somebody that might be listening and they're they're on their journey uh, in the automotive industry. What well, was something you would tell younger Savannah, knowing what you know now, gone going through what you've gone through as far as experience, trials and tribulations, successes, what well, maybe be two tips of advice you would tell your younger self or a younger you that may be listening right now?
1: I would I guess I would tell myself to to really just try to not let negativity and other people affect you so much. It used to really affect my years. Um, just, you know, like I said before, that overall desire for everyone to like you, you know, thinking that, like, you never disrespect anybody or did anything to harm anyone, so why would anybody not like you? Um, just to be a little bit more, like brush that stuff off you know because it used to really really bother me to the point at times where i was you know wondering why why do i put myself out here on social media for people just to tear me down and that kind of stuff so i would really just tell myself (laughs) it gets easier you know just keep plugging away don't be ashamed of anything that you have to offer and uh the other one the modeling stuff i often was really conflicted with because I was a model before I ever had a driver's license. I Uh, it was something that I was passionate about and something that I was good at. And when I started to get into racing, I got a lot of negativity from, from, you know, sometimes it was other drivers, sometimes it was fans, sometimes it was just other people at the track thinking, she only has what she's got because she posts pictures in bikinis. She only has what she has because... She slept with somebody, you know these stupid yeah. comments that came from people just because I happened to be a model before I was a race car driver, and I would tell myself to you know there was a point where I just completely stopped I tried to hide the fact that I was a model, I guess you know i
0: yeah, I
1: tried to remove myself from that identity, and it really now resonates with me that you know that's that's part of the reason why I got to where I am, and that's realistic, and I shouldn't be ashamed of it. Because I worked really hard at it. And I was good at it. And, you know, it might be ill-received by some people. But for me, that was a big part of my life. And it was it was hard initially getting into racing feeling like everybody thought less of me because I also happened to be a model. Right. And that that idea, and it wasn't true, not everybody thought less of me, but, you know, 20, 21-year-old 20, Savannah thought everybody did. You know, she thought everyone was out to get her and that all of her fellow racers might think less of her because of it. And it just flat out wasn't true. And for the few people that it was true for, or the kind of people that you're like I said, you're never gonna impress them. You're never gonna convince them. So just let it go. That's So I would say really just own it. Whatever it is that makes you you, own it.
0: I love it. I love it. That's super crucial just being being that so that's a lot of, I see a lot of conflict in that in that realm because there's people that either and there's either people it's either it's either an extreme it's either they it's a, I see a lot of females are like either I am a model or and they're conflicted on whether if they can or cannot be a car enthusiast or get into it or they're they're a car enthusiast or mechanic or whatever maybe and they're like conflicted on like can I do modeling if I want to and why not like if you like do you number one number two, if that's testing out if that's something that you want to do and like own it like you said, and so I, I love that you said that, and I know a lot of people that are listening, especially a lot, a lot of the females that are listening and that they they listened to the podcast they're gonna they're gonna have a little breast of fresh air it's like oh, okay, cool, Savannah, like they're gonna <laughs> be like, oh man, like I'm so glad to hear that from her because like you know i'm'm I'm sure you get it all the time and dms and butch but there's a lot of people that look up to you. So I appreciate you, you know, from taking the time to jump on here and, you know, adding to our arsenal, because like I said, this is something uh, that's as far as to have this focus on, on the female perspective, it's, it's growing as first of its kind. And it's exciting to see wh- what this is going to do for not only now, but for years to come, because it, it, it would have been amazing to, you know, have somebody in your ear when you were, you know, say 20 years old back when you're first starting to kind of give you a little bit of guidance, but to have your perspective and, you know, young Savannah, 10 years old, or even now, maybe somebody that's 15, 18 years old, you the same age to, you know, bounce ideas off of or bounce a perspective and know that they're not going through uh, going through what they're going through by themselves. And that's what it, what this is really about at the end of the day. So I want to just thank you for taking the time to jump on here.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I, you know, I really, I really appreciate what you do for supporting women in motorsports and women in cars and automotive industry in general. It's really great. You know, if we we can inspire one little girl to pursue her interest or passion in cars, then everything we've done is not in vain.
0: 100%. There's so many people that don't act on things because of a framework or somebody told them something, somebody has a situation and scenario where they want to do something, but they won't act on it because of what they've been told, which is a, a society norm, like girls aren't supposed to do that. Guys aren't supposed to do that. And so this, honestly, this podcast, this perspective it's not a right or wrong. It's just your journey can honestly, it will have impact. And so it's just going to be amazing to see, to know, like this is going to be able to give somebody the courage to, do something that they were told that they couldn't do or they told that was bad, quote unquote,
1: yeah, absolutely,
0: but um, yeah, for those who are listening, I say it every time uh we're almost at, we're almost at uh, eighty episodes almost hundred episodes. The goal is hundred episodes by may twenty third my birthday, so we're gonna pump out a bunch a bunch of episodes and keep sharing this. don't be selfish, share with yourself, share it, you know. Don't just share it with yourself, share it with somebody you feel like, you know, can help give them a new perspective and, you know, inspire them to, you know, take the action they need to to get in terms of their goals, whether whatever it may be in the automotive, motorsport, blue collars industry. Goal this year, a million listeners. So keep leaving reviews, keep getting the word out there, because in 2019, in years to come, the world will know Miss. Manuel and savannah you have a sensational day i hope to have you on again one of these days because a lot of ladies that we've had hosts they've been dying to talk to you and it would be an amazing collaboration to get you guys all on but you have an amazing wonderful day
1: thank you man you too <laughs>